We're going to move on to our Bible reading now. And today it comes from this book, the Jesus Storybook Bible. It's um, the story from the beginning of Acts where um, the Holy Spirit comes on into the disciples. And we've got Reuben, Joseph and Eva, three of our young people, reading it for us today. I love that book. God sends help. Jesus, friends and helpers huddled together in a stuffy upstairs room. Even though it was sunny outside, the shutters were closed. The door was locked. Wait in Jerusalem, Jesus said to him. I'm going to send you a special present. God's power is going to come into you. God's Holy Spirit is coming. So here they were, waiting actually, most waiting. Actually, mostly what they were doing was just being scared and hiding. You can't blame them. The best friend had left the important people and leaders after them, and Jesus had given them a job they didn't know how to do. As we waited, they were praying and remembering, remembering how far from the beginning God had been working out his secret rescue plan. Suddenly, a strong wind filled the little room, whistling through the walls, rustling the straw on the floor, and there on everyone's heads, shining in the gloom, were flickering flames, a fire that didn't hurt or burn, and something more inside. In their hearts they felt a strange heat, almost as if the coldness and hardness were melting away, as if their broken hearts were mending, and God was giving them brand new hearts. Hearts that could work properly. How it happened they didn't know, but they knew God's power had stripped their hearts of base, and Jesus himself was coming to live inside them. They had seen Jesus go away, but now he was closer than he had ever been. Inside their hearts and time, nothing could ever separate them. Jesus would always be there with them, loving them, whispering the promise that would get rid of the poison and the terrible lie and sickness in their hearts. God's wonderful promise to them, You are my child, and I love you. Make your home in me as I made my home in you. Jesus had said, Could it be? Heaven was coming to live in their hearts. They threw open the shutters, sunlight flooded their room as love had flooded their hearts. And the little room was filled with happy noises, dancing feet, singing, laughing. They unlocked the door and surged into the street as if they had never been afraid. Peter spoke, Peter spoke in a loud voice so everyone could hear. Jesus died for you, he said, because he loves you. But God made him alive again. He has rescued you. People stopped and listened. The words sank down deep into their hearts and worked like a medicine that made you well, like the antidote for a deadly poison, like a kiss that awakes you from a deep sleep. Stop running away from God, said Peter. Run to him instead so he can love you and make you free. Peter told them the wonderful story of God's love, never stopping and give, never giving up, unbreakable, Always and forever love how Jesus had come all, come, all that had happened. 
Wow, what an amazing story. That's just incredible, isn't it? There they are, the disciples in a locked room. Nothing can get in and out, and yet it does. Suddenly the wind starts to blow and flames appear around. What an exciting and truly powerful moment those disciples must have experienced. Yeah, and I think that's still the experience of the church today, you know, that there are occasions, particularly when we're really immersed in prayer and in worship, when the Holy Spirit just turns up in dramatic and powerful ways. Uh, but you know, I was really interested in the transformation that's happening in those individuals as well. It's a little bit less dramatic, but no less amazing. I mean, just look at Peter. Um, just a few weeks ago, we were thinking about um, Peter on the night that Jesus was arrested and how he's sitting around a charcoal fire and he can't even bring himself to admit that he knows Jesus to a servant girl. And now, filled with the Holy Spirit, he's bursting out of this room. He's shouting out about how Jesus has died for people. Uh, thousands of people are listening to him and being converted. He's a completely different man. Mm. Uh, and just last week we were reading a letter that he wrote um, and it's just full of wisdom and full of the Holy Spirit and he's guiding the church and uh, he's just been completely transformed by the Holy Spirit filling him. Mm. Do you know, I think one of the real privileges um, for being a Christian is seeing this transformation happening in people around us. You know, when they encounter Jesus for the first time, maybe we even get the privilege of introducing them to Jesus, uh, when they're filled with the Holy Spirit and their lives change completely. Yeah, and as we've been preparing for what we were going to say this morning, it's been so lovely and encouraging just reflecting on some of the lives of the different people that we've met as we've moved around that have um, just met Jesus and been changed and one of the people that came into my mind is a lovely lady called Stacy, who I knew from the school gate in Winchester she was a single mum and was invited one weekend to go to the church weekends away and on that weekend she became a friend of Jesus she was filled with the Holy Spirit and her life changed. All of a sudden her day job as a hairdresser was transformed into being a hairdresser but telling every client about Jesus. Oh, I remember she used to get into trouble all the time didn't you? Her boss yeah. used to say could you please just talk a little bit less about Jesus. He was really nice about it but she just yeah. did it all the time. She just kept going and going and gave, God gave her really big enthusiastic ideas just to keep doing her hairdressing, to keep telling people about Jesus but to help people along the way and she's now currently helping to plant churches in in Southampton and continuing to share that love of Jesus. Yeah, and I, I was thinking about uh, a young woman that we knew when we lived in Weymouth about 10 years ago. Uh, she was in our home group, she was called Jenny, and uh, she was going through a really difficult time. She'd been in a, a long-term relationship that had ended in a really messy, unpleasant way. And she just didn't know what to do with her life. She was uh, searching for what her life was all about. And now uh, her life is so different now. She continued listening for God's voice. She continued seeking out what the Holy Spirit wanted her to do. And uh, she got married last year and she's doing amazing work up and down the country advising churches now on how they can include people with learning disabilities. She found that she had this real passion for helping young people with learning disabilities. And now she's helping them to access the church and become part of that church family. And this is the amazing way that the Holy Spirit grabs hold to onto each individual and takes our different gifts and talents and uses them for his glory and Paul talks about um, filling us with the fruits of the Holy Spirit as well a way in which we can show God's love to those around us in a really tangible and practical way that helps us stand out that helps us to be different yeah 
if you're if you're wondering by the way we have checked with both Stacy and Jenny and they're really happy for us to share their story with you today in this video um, but I wonder if this is a good time uh, to have a bit of a challenge a uh, bit of a quiz about those uh, fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5 so here's the challenge how many of the fruit of the Spirit can you remember According to Paul in Galatians chapter 5, there are nine characteristics that he calls the fruit of the Spirit. And if you were paying attention earlier, uh, you'll have seen them all at the beginning of this video. They begin with these letters. So here's the challenge. You've got 30 seconds to see how many of those you can remember. Are you ready? Off we go. So how did you get on? Here they are. The first one is love, joy, peace, patience. In some translations, that's forbearance. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. So I wonder how uh, you got on with that. Um, it's really powerful, isn't it, just to see those fruit of the Spirit uh, and just to read through them slowly and to think about, wow, wow, what an amazing life it would be if we really were filled with all of those characteristics. I don't know whether when you look at them all on the screen uh, like that, for me, I just want to be more like that. I just find that my whole heart aches to be filled with those characteristics. And you know, um, one of my great heroes of the faith, John Stott, he was a church leader in London and he wrote loads of books and, and did loads of talks that have influenced people massively. Um, he made it part of his daily routine to pray every day. He would pray that he would know God's presence. He would pray that Jesus would help him to pick up his cross and follow him. Uh, and then he would pray through the fruits of the Spirit. He would invite the Holy Spirit to fill him and to ripen in him those fruits of the Spirit. And he would name them love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. I heard about another church leader who also wanted to, you know, make these characteristics part of who he was and he made it part of his prayer time and, and he would, uh, he would, each day he would say, right, today I'm going to ask, am I, and then he would take one of those characteristics, am I loving, am I joyful, am I peaceful? And he said he wouldn't move on until he felt like he'd made some progress with one of those and he just worked his way uh, through them. It's an amazingly beautiful and appealing vision of what a human life could be like. Mm. 
So I wonder today whether there's a particular fruit of the Spirit that you just really crave and long for more of in your life or maybe just for more of all of them because to be honest who wouldn't want those in their life? So I want to invite you today to think about and ponder on and pray just for the Holy Spirit to fill you up with these gifts, to grow them, for you to be able to use them every single day and for people to be able to recognise them in your lives. And the amazing bit is that, you know, this isn't something that we have to conjure up in ourselves by trying a bit harder. This is something that the Holy Spirit does in us. We simply have to invite the Holy Spirit in. And this is the transformation that he brings about. And you may have been a Christian for ages and, and this journey goes on and on and on. And I, I keep looking at that list and just thinking, yeah, I want more of that. Uh, you may be right at the beginning of this journey. You may be one of the people who's just dipping in and out of videos that churches are producing. You wouldn't normally go to church, uh, but you've stumbled across this one and you've been watching it and you're wondering what this couple are doing sitting in their garden with a paddling pool behind them. Um, but, you know, look at that list of characteristics. Do you want your life to be like that? Because you may got, have got the idea that being a Christian is about do-gooding and going through lots of boring rituals, but it's not. It's about letting God bring about that amazing transformation in you. And if you haven't begun that journey, if you have never really met Jesus, if you've never really been filled with his Holy Spirit, then here's your invitation today, today. Why don't you begin that journey today? Why don't you just talk to Jesus like you would to anybody in the room, uh, invite him to reveal himself to you, invite him to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And if that's you, uh, if you're just taking your first little tentative steps to know Jesus, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Why don't you be in touch with me? I'd love to have a conversation with you and to help you to take the next steps in this amazing journey.